Hey guys, welcome back. We got another huge episode of Triggered, so thank you so much for tuning in today. We're going to be joined by Texas Congressman Admiral Dr. Ronnie Jackson. Dr. Jackson is a former White House doctor for Obama, uh, my father, and he now represents the Texas panhandle in Washington, and he's fired up. Every time we have Ronnie on, uh, we talk about Biden's cognitive decline, so I'm sure we'll have a lot more to say about this and how much worse it's gotten, uh, but also being from Texas, understanding what's going on in the border, the Biden corruption, what's happening in our military, so you're not going to want to miss this episode. Make sure you keep, guys, liking, sharing, and subscribing. Just click the little like button right there. It's that simple. You're literally on your computer or your phone. It takes half a second. Uh, do that so we can beat the algorithm. Keep sharing, subscribing, download the Rumble app so you can get notifications of when we're on. Also, make sure you check out Spotify or iTunes podcasts where we're on there because if you're not able to watch it here right now, maybe you'll check it out in your car or on vacation or when you're traveling uh, in a uh, perhaps a little different venue. So check it out there. We'll put it up after the show airs here on Rumble first. So uh, Congressman Jackson will be here in just a few moments. But first, first, we got to thank the brave sponsors that we have uh, for supporting this show. Guys, make sure you go check out Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. I keep saying it, guys. We got to support the companies who support us. And I have a feeling, pretty certain, you're going to have a cell phone in your pocket anyway. So do it with Patriot Mobile, where you can put America first with every call while getting the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. Okay, Patriot Mobile provides you dependable wireless service at a, an affordable price, but putting your dollars into action and supporting freedom-loving values. Guys, remember, when you switch to Patriot Mobile, it's fast, it's free, and it's easy. But you can keep your number, okay? Your phone number, you keep it. You can keep your phone. So the transition process is seamless and easy. That's a big deal for a lot of people. They also, guys, they donate a portion of every dollar to support groups that fight for the First Amendment, the right to keep and bear arms, the sanctity of life, uh, protecting our brave police and first responders. They're literally in the market fighting school board battles so our children aren't being indoctrinated. For free activation, guys, again, you're keeping your phone, you're keeping your number. So fast, free activation. Go to patriotmobile.com triggered. You can keep giving your money to Woke Telecom. They can take your money and donate it to the causes that hate your guts or you can keep your phone, you keep your number, you get free activation, and you can support a company who believes what you believe. Go to patriotmobile.com slash triggered. Uh, check them out. You're going to want to see them, and you're going to want to support the companies that support you. This is how we win in the long run. I also want to introduce one of our newest members, our newest sponsors here, uh, The Wellness Company, a leading provider in emergency medical kits. Like we saw with covid the supply chain chaos, lockdowns, Fauci failures, you name it, we saw it. In a time of crisis, getting your family the medicine that it needs can be difficult. So if crisis strikes, I want you and your family to be prepared. The kit includes eight life-saving medications, including amoxicillin, Z-Pak, Invermectin, to keep you on hand, and also has a guidebook for safe 
and easy use. So from tick bites to COVID to extreme public health outbreaks, every scenario is covered. Avoid the high cost, the hospital wait times, and take control of your family's health needs in a time of crisis. It's always better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. So go to twc.health slash triggered, like the wellness company, twc.health slash triggered for a 15% discount on the emergency medical kit. That's twc.health slash triggered. Be prepared to keep yourselves and your family safe. Well, guys, joining me now uh, from the great state of Texas is a congressman, uh, admiral, uh, doctor, a man of uh, many hats, but most importantly, friend, uh, Ronnie Jackson. So, you know, Ronnie, you're there uh, in Texas and every day, I mean, we're literally, I mean, we're seeing thousands and thousands of migrants, right? This isn't what we'd seen, you know, a decade ago. You have some people coming in and they're looking to, you know, uh, work or, I mean, you see people from all over the world. I mean, people on terror watch lists pouring across the border. You know, what effect is it having on just the state? We see what's happening on the sanctuary cities uh, who no longer want to be sanctuaries. But, you know, what's going on in Texas being such a, you know, it's, it's the thoroughfare. I mean, one of the main thoroughfares going there. How is it impacting hospitals? How is it impacting schools? You're, you know, you're further north in the panhandle, but you see it. Uh, it it's got to be uh, inc- insane what's happening right now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, Don. I mean, it's bleeding out everywhere. It's, it's, it's moving all over the country. It's not just in Texas, like you said, but obviously we bear the brunt of it here because this is where most people are crossing the border. But you're right. There's taxpayer resources out there that, you know, hardworking, you know, blue collar folks uh, pay for services that are supposed to be available to them, uh, you know, because they pay these uh, state and federal taxes and so on and so forth. And they're not, these services aren't available. You mentioned it, you know, uh, schools, hospitals, uh, the welfare system, housing, the roads, all of these things that are supposed to be available to us are no longer available as you can go to a hospital down in south texas and you can walk into the emergency department with chest pain and you might die from a heart attack before you're seen by a physician there because the place is overrun with illegal immigrants that are there i was at the hospital several times there and i walked around the place is full of border patrol agents right because every time one of these people go to the hospital they have to be accompanied by two border patrol agents if they're in border patrol custody which some of them aren't because they're just crossing the border and being released but uh, it's insane saying that these resources are not available. I mean, it's very dangerous to be in a small rural community in Texas right now because of the immigration issue that we have right now and the migrants, the illegal immigrants that are crossing our border. Uh, so I, I, if we don't get it fixed, I don't know what happens. And like you said, we're, you know, I, I'm proud our governor has been busing uh, these immigrants to other cities, to these sanctuary cities and giving them a taste of the policy that they, that they've so long supported. Right. And now they're suddenly, you know, we don't want these people anymore. They're threatening to impound the bus to write tickets, uh, you know, to, to sue the state of Texas and the governor. Uh, I thought, you know, they were supposed to be sanctuary cities. They welcome all, yeah. but they have a fraction, a tiny fraction of what we're dealing with in Texas and they're overwhelmed. Well, guess what? Get used to it. It's these Democrat policies, these horrible policies put in place by these progressives that are running our country right now that have caused this. So we have to fix it. And you know as well as I do, Don, there's only one way to fix this, and that's to get your father, Donald Trump, back into the White House. That is the only solution to this problem. I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, we, we got to start calling them sinos, right? They're sanctuary cities in name only. <laughs> that's uh, right. You know, and you're seeing it. You see it from you know, Mayor Adams in New York. I mean, he was you know, not all that long ago. He was you know, thrilled about 
you know, the notion of being a sanctuary city until he actually has to deal with the problem. Now, Texas obviously being overrun, you know, the largest, you know, uh, southern border, uh, you know, certainly by length. I mean, I know Arizona's got some issues as well, but, uh, you know, Texas dealing with the brunt of it. But now you're seeing, you know, and I know some of your colleagues in Congress were doing a major thing about this. You know, you have illegal immigrants getting flown all over. I have friends that are in federal law enforcement uh, you know, living in Tucson and some of these other areas that are border towns in, in that case in Arizona, and they go, their airports are flooded with it. And they, you have illegal immigrants, no identification. They're flying on commercial airlines. I mean, you're a f an admiral. You're a congressman. Uh, you served in the military for decades. You couldn't get on an airplane uh, with, you know, a, a number and no identification. And yet, I have, you know, I, you know, I'm reasonably well known. I, you know, I'd imagine half the people at TSA, if I sort of, they, they'd know who I was if I said, hey, I'm, you know, I forgot my ID. Do you think I could get through? Oh, yeah. Hey, Don, what's going on? Of course. No way. There's zero <laughs> chance. And rightfully so. And yet yeah. we have immigrants being flown all over our country uh, with less restriction than an American citizen. This is a common theme. You are now, as an American, whether it's the free housing that they're getting, the free, you know, get, they're throwing out uh, veterans from, uh, you know, shelters in New York and elsewhere to house migrants for free. They're getting monies and telephones, and they're getting being handed everything for free that Americans would have to pay for. You know, is anyone in Congress, I know you're, obviously, you, you agree with me on many of these things, but is anyone going to say, like, you know, maybe Americans shouldn't be second-class citizens in their own country. Maybe other people actually have to follow the laws that Americans would have to follow. Or how about immigrants that are trying to come into the country legally and take 10, 15, 20 years to actually do so? Yet everyone else can just cut the line and they're treated like gold and, and frankly, again, better than our, uh, than our citizens because... They're not actually held to any laws. They're, they're not going to be arrested when they commit crimes because, you know, the liberal DAs, Soros-funded DAs are going to let them go because they don't want them to be, to be deported. You know, I wouldn't get that benefit of the doubt. You certainly wouldn't. And yet it happens on a daily basis. No, you're absolutely right, Don. We see it all the time. I'm on the plane all the time. I fly a lot just like you do, and I walk around the plane, and there's people with these things around their neck with these documents and stuff. They don't speak any English. Not only are they illegal and they don't have an ID, we have no idea who they are. They don't have any process to vet them. I mean, for crying out loud, Don, we're bringing people over from countries that want to do us harm, from Yemen and Iraq and Iran and, and Syria and places like this. We're bringing adult uh, adult males over from these countries that are completely unvetted. We know nothing about them, right? And we're letting them get on airplanes with, you know, and, like, and do things that never do. Uh, it, it's insane. The Biden administration has made a complete joke out of this entire process and the entire rule of law. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. Uh, we are going to, you, you mentioned the, the immigrants coming across 120 different countries, including a lot of these terror hotspots that I just mentioned, right? And, and people that are on the terror I'm watch sure they'll list, be great, Ronnie. Oh, yeah. They're going to be awesome, right? <laughs> they're going they, you know, to be great. Yeah. Military yeah, age fighting men, you know, they, they definitely need asylum, you know, they're... They, yeah. they, it, it's nonsense. But Biden's causing the crisis, right? He's, re he's refusing to deport anyone. Uh, they're just letting in anyone. I've had Tom Homan, you know, head of ICE under my father in here, uh, numerous other people that understand the board. And it, I mean, it, it's clear there's an agenda. But wh why do you think 
it is that Joe Biden and really the Democrats, because no one on that side other than, you know, maybe John Fetterman, maybe the only Democrat, actually, which is shocking to me, but, you know, came out and be like, hey, well, this is crazy. What's going on? Maybe, you know, I, I don't know, maybe whatever happened to his brain is it's either come back or he just doesn't understand the Democrat talking points. But why on earth would we not want to secure our border at this point? There has to be an agenda by the, for the Democrats. Done. I mean, the agenda is there's multiple agendas here at play. One is they want to get people over here so they can get them registered to vote because they want to control us for the rest of, of their lives. They want to keep the power, the authority and the influence that they have. And they know that the, the uh, people that are American citizens are done with the garbage that this administration has imposed on us for three years. So they're bringing new people in that they provide everything for, that they give everything to. And they're going to find a way to get these people registered to vote so that they can vote in these elections and keep them in power. And uh, the other thing they want to do, Don, and you know, this is, you know, uh, I, I find this, you know, uh, I, I didn't want to believe this, but I truly believe this now. They want to destroy this country. They want to tear this country down. They, they have an image of this global governance, and they just want us to be like another country in Europe where we have the same amount of influence and power and everybody else, and they want us to be part of that big, you know, global community and not have any special power, any privilege, or, you know, or any, you know, any 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 undue influence or any influence uh, that these other people don't have and the quickest way to do that is to just flood this country with illegal immigrants it's crazy right now there's there's actually cities out there in some of these states that are talking about uh, allowing undocumented immigrants illegal immigrants that are in this country to become law enforcement officers they're going to let them yeah. they don't have to be an, a citizen to be a law enforcement officer well That's yeah they're crazy. not even allowed but, to carry a yeah. firearm because they're not yeah. citizens and yet they were going to you know we'll wait for that and all yeah. like it seems like whatever they can to create, it really, it's just dependency, right? Today, the Democrat Party, it only exists because of dependency, right? If we can put people on a government program that they need, it's why, you know, you, you know, you could be an electrical engineer from India. You're not getting in. You, you'd add value. You'd bring, you'd create jobs. You'd more than cover yourself and your family and then some. Uh, they want the opposite of that. They want people that are going to be a drain on a system, uh, someone who's right. never going to be able to cover their medical needs or their educational needs or otherwise, because that person is dependent. When you're dependent, the idea of the Democrat Party is good. We'll, we'll give you a bunch of stuff. Someone else will probably pay for it. And and if it's not great, doesn't matter. We, we, who cares? You'll, you'll vote for us anyway. They've done that to a lot of communities in America throughout uh, history. Uh, Don, but it's more flagrant now. Jobs? I'll tell you who's going to take those jobs as police officers. It's the people that are most interested in breaking our laws. It's going to be cartel members. It's going to be gang members. And it's going to be a potential terrorists that are going to, you know, these adult males that we don't know anything about that are over here that are now eligible to do stuff like this. The cartel is going to have their own police force within the United States. How insane is that? That's crazy, right? We're going to look just like Mexico. Uh, yeah, Don, I just, I, I, I tell you, I, I don't want to believe this is happening, but it's actually happening. We see it every single day. It's getting worse and worse. It is reality. Well, you know, it, it doesn't, yeah, it's definitely not getting better. And the president is clearly not doing anything about it. He was recently on vacation in the U.S. Virgin Islands again. You know, he went yeah. from a vacation to another vacation. Uh, he's now been on vacation for approximately 40% of his presidency. Uh, does he not care uh, or or is it, you know, is it, you know, is it the clear, obvious medical issues that he have? He just doesn't have the energy ability to be president. I mean, it may be better. 
that he stays away from Washington. I, you know, I don't know. I, honestly, every time, you know, I don't think he's actually doing anything, but if he's signing papers, it's put in there by, you know, radicals who are happy that he will sign whatever asinine legislation it is. I, do, I have a hard time believing, uh, you know, that an 80 something, you know, whatever year old, you know, Irish Catholic uh, believes, you know, any of the garbage that he signs into law every day, but the most radical extreme Democrats certainly believe it. And so I, I feel he's a useful idiot, but What's going on? I mean, if Donald Trump, you know, went away for a weekend, it was a major story, uh, even if he's working, even if he's doing these things. You know, no one actually believes Joe Biden's working when they see him lounging in a chair on a beach every other day or let's call it four out of 10 days uh, of his presidency. Uh, what's what do you think's going on there? Well, I think it's an effort not by him. It's an effort by the people that are around him. John, who wants him to get reelected? The, the, the progressives, the mainstream media, uh, Jill Biden, you know, the, the people that work in the West Wing who, who rely on him being there to have, you know, the jobs they have with the power, the authority, and the influence that they have being in the West Wing. They all want him there. The only way they can keep him there is to keep him out of public, out of the public view. You see what happens every time he, you know, he comes out in public, he embarrasses himself. I mean, he's a bumbling idiot. I mean, he doesn't know where he's at, what he's doing. He's, you know, shuffles when he walks. He, he mumbles when he speaks. I mean, he's an embarrassment, uh, not just to our country, but, you know, to him and his family as well. So they're tucking him away. They're going to try the basement strategy again that they used last time. You know, they don't have COVID to hang their hat on right now, but they're, they're doing their best to keep him out of the public eye. And, you know, you're right. He doesn't know anything about what's going on. I, I promise you, if you or I sit down with him and we had some questions about uh, you know, a, a multitude of policies or, or things that are going on and coming out of the White House, he wouldn't have a clue about most of them because he doesn't know. He's just being read into just enough to get by, to get up in front of that teleprompter and say whatever they tell him to say, and then to be rushed off stage, not to be seen again until they roll him out again for, you know, prepared remarks. He does not know what's going on in this country. And you're right, half the stuff he's signing, he has no clue what yeah, the hell well, he's doing. It's not him in charge. He is not his country. So, you know, again, as someone who you know, worked in the White House and in the, in the you know, White House medical office and stuff like that, again, I'm not going to have you speak as his doctor because you're not, but you were there. You witnessed these things. You understand what it takes to be in that role. Uh, you know, how, what is it that's going on when, you know, he, the first five minutes of a speech, he's not quite coherent, but almost, and then it just goes off the rails. I mean, do the American, can the American public, is there a way to subpoena, uh, you know, what, if they're giving him something to stay cognitive, because it feels to me like when I watch him at a what would be he doesn't do many. Right. It's not like Trump will get up there for 45 minutes, an hour, two hours and speak. You know, it's always very concise, curt, concise. They cut it down. Time to go. Everyone get out of the room. But it does feel like if it goes on for more than a few minutes, you see everything like wears off. I mean, is there yeah. a way for the American people to find out? Because I think they have a right to know if their president is being just you know, artificially jacked up by some sort of medication to create the illusion that there's some coherence. Again, I think it fades very quickly. You know, you, you look at, you know, the cognitive symptoms, you know, the, the shuffling when he walks, the, the sort of robotic movement. I mean, all of these things are major, major tells. They're symptoms of far greater problems. We don't have to get into that. You know, I'm not a doctor, but you don't have to be to understand that there's something wrong. You were there with my father. You know, if, if, you know, he picked up a glass of water one time, he held it with two hands and then drank from it. And it was like, oh my God. Oh my God. It, you know, these, we're dealing with dementia, Alzheimer's, X, Y, Z, you know, combined, probably things far worse than that. 
you know, Joe Biden has literally an aneurysm practically on stage <laughs> four or five days a week, can't get through the basics, can't read from a teleprompter, can't remember how to get off. You know, a tw- it's not like these stages are all that big, right? They look big on TV, but it's, you know, 20 feet by 20. Like, just go the way you came 20 minutes ago. It's not that hard. Uh, can the American people, do they have a right? Is there a way, a mechanism, since you worked in the White House medical office, like to, to figure out exactly what's going on? Because I honestly, I don't think they're being honest with us at all. And I don't think anyone, if they say that he's in great physical health, uh, I don't think anyone could say that with a straight face and maintain their medical degree. No, there's absolutely a cover-up, Don. I can promise you there is. And the, the biggest indicator that there is a cover-up is the fact that the physician that takes care of him, which I know well, Kevin O'Connor, who worked for me during the uh, Obama administration, uh, who was Biden's physician, he was vice president, is his current position in the White House now. And he's more or less a part of the Biden family. I, I wouldn't trust him to give his honest information about anything. He's uh, he's very inclined to cover up, uh, you know, and be part of the part of the problem. But you know, when I was your father's physician, you know, and when I was with Obama, I I was open about everything. I stood up in front of the press, and I, you know, you remember with your father, I stood up for an hour and a half and answered questions, every single thing they wanted to ask me. They asked me everything they could think of. They asked me about all his medications in great, uh, you know, great detail. I had to explain everything. They explained why he was taking certain things and what he was and wasn't taken. We have yet to see this physician get up in front of the press and answer any questions about the president's health. And he won't do it because he can't answer those questions because they are covering things up and they're hiding what's going on. But I can almost guarantee you that he's being medicated and we don't know about it. And all we get is a little uh, two or three lines that he's in great health. It's uh, pushed from the physician to the press secretary to that box of rocks. And then yeah. she pushes it out to the public. Right. And that's all we've got. But there should be a way to do that. We should be able to see it's a little bit difficult because you have the patient doctor relationship that you have to protect as well. But that physician that serves in the White House has a responsibility not only to the president of the United States as his patient, but to the American people and to the office of the president as well. And I think that the physician that's there right now has no no desire whatsoever to be honest with the American people about what's going on. We need somebody to come in and, and, and independently look at what's going on with him. And I, I you know, I think at some point I, I would hope that, uh, that his cabinet and the people surrounding him would decide this as well. And really the only way that that would ever come out is if the 25th amendment was enacted and the whole process was started uh, to, to, to declare him incompetent, which we all know he is. I mean, is there a way for Congress to do that? I mean, you know, there there are top secret you know clearances there. They have access to much more important information. But I mean, I think the you know Congress could figure out, hey, is Joe Biden on some sort of medication that could actually say, hey, if if you call this guy at three o'clock in the morning, he may not be cognitively there. I, I don't think he is anyway. But but again, I imagine some of the stuff that they're given to have that appearance. You know, if it's you know waning or what, whatever it may be. Uh, I, I think that's a problem because I like it, it's so obvious to me that it's happening, right? You know, I know yeah. I, I don't want to sound like the leftists when they did that to Trump, but like Trump once held a banister of a slippery ramp. It's like no, he just doesn't want to like slip down a ramp and fall on his face like Joe Biden has done numerous times now on television because he understands the optics of that. You know, when Joe Biden does it, the media doesn't cover it. They don't say there's anything wrong. If Trump did it, there would be. There would be no such benefit of the doubt. So he's just not going to give them, uh, you know, that clip. Uh, and yet, you know, yet every telepsychologist on television, again, saying it must be Alzheimer's and dementia combined, plus, you know, vertigo, plus this. He, he, he is not in shape to be the president. Joe Biden has fallen over, what, 30 times on camera that we've seen in the, la- in, in the last two and a half years? 
I mean, you know, Donnie's I, fa- he's fallen up the stairs of Air Force One. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that if I wanted to. He's I actually, could. yeah, he's defying gravity falling up the yeah. stairs. He doesn't even fall down him. But it, it, it's ludicrous to me. Yeah, it is. And, you know, they'll hide behind HIPAA. They use uh, HIPAA, you know, the patient privacy, uh, the laws that are in place surrounding HIPAA to prevent giving us that information. But, yeah, at some point, you know, I think the American people could demand. And, and the quickest way to do that is at the, uh, you know, at, at the uh, at the polling booth, you know, and vote against yeah. him and vote him out. But honestly, I don't think he's even going to be there. I, I'm terrified they're going to get rid of him, to be honest with you, because I think the quickest way for us to get all three, you know, the White House, the, the Senate and the House back is for this moron to stay in office for a few more months. Uh, the American people are turning on him in large numbers right now. I think the Democrats see that. And I think that they're in a, they're kind of in scramble right now to figure out what they're going to do too and how they're going to get rid of him. Although I would really enjoy watching the whole process happen, watching them come after him, which I think they could do with the 25th Amendment, like I said, based on his cognitive inability. Or I think they could let this they could turn 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 away and let this Hunter Biden stuff blow up a little bit and just bury him with that because yeah. this this family is not only not only is he you know, uh, cognitively incompetent and mentally and physically incapable of being our president. This has got to be one of the most in American history serving as our first family. This is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's the question. You know, will Hunter Biden actually face any consequences for ignoring a congressional subpoena? You know, I know uh, I probably saw you guys, you know, before or after I went in for one of my like five interviews, whatever it was, at the White House, uh, you know, for the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. You know, I went. You know why I went? Because I'm a man. I'm going to deal yeah. with my things. Mm-hmm. Hunter Biden's going to be hide behind a weaponized DOJ and hide behind his friends at the FBI. And, oh, well, we'll look into this little thing over here, but we're not going to look into any of the hundreds of things that literally tie directly to Joe Biden so that we can have the appearance of, you know, impartiality. Oh, no, we're going after Hunter. But I know I would have gone to prison if I did 1% of the things that Hunter Biden did. Now he's ignored a congressional subpoena. You know, Adam Schiff and those clowns, like, you know, and they're not hey, the well, brightest done. tools of the shed. But, you know, guess what? There would have been consequences to me yeah. had I felt. Will your colleagues, the Republican colleagues, will they actually do anything with this? Or is it yeah. going to be, well, we'll negotiate. We're, we're, you know, I know why he wants a public hearing, because it goes back and forth. You get five minutes on each side. And in three hours, it's all over. You don't get to the meat of the questions. The investigators right. who have been looking into this for years, they don't know anything. Some Republican was looking for a quick soundbite for Twitter. It won't go anywhere. He'll cry addiction. You know, he's so concerned about the addiction that, you know, he hasn't given any of the money back while he sold out our country. But, you know, it'll make for a good soundbite and big tech and, you know, the mainstream media will say that he's the victim in this. You know, uh, you know, it's it's mind boggling. You know, he he's just an addict. He's not the guy that just refused to pay child support while taking out, you know, millions of dollars, you know, for drugs and strippers and hookers, uh, you know, from an ATM account. Uh, No, no, he's a he's a great human being. Uh, will our guys ever do anything? Because it's it's getting old for me watching. I hear the sound bites. I yeah. see the strongly worded letters, but I don't actually see shit yet. And I know, you know, uh, me at this stage in my father's presidency for literally nothing, for a big lie orchestrated by Hillary Clinton and the Democrats, you know, was in there five times. Yeah, well, one of the reasons, Don, you went too, because you didn't have anything to hide. You hadn't done anything illegal. This man is corrupt <laughs> as point. he can possibly be. And, and when they start asking him questions, it's going to, 
it's, it's going to implicate his father in a lot of this stuff as well, who's the sitting president, right? So there's, they're doing everything they can to keep this from happening. But I'll ask you, what happened whenever Steve Bannon and whenever Peter Navarro yeah. uh, didn't show up to testify, right? They were convicted, convicted. Steve Bannon got jail time. Peter Navarro's probably going to get jail time. Peter the Navarro was dragged out in shackles. Yeah. You know, a 70-something exactly. year old man dragged out in shackles. Roger Stone, uh, you know, uh, you can say what you want about Roger Stone, but you probably didn't need guys with automatic weapons and a SWAT team, you know, and an armored personnel carrier uh, to arrest a guy at five o'clock in the morning from his own home. Like that was unnecessary. It was a show of force, but, but it shows you the difference in the way they handle one versus the other. Hunter Biden is one of the biggest pieces of shit in the world. That's just based on what we know. And there's probably more. And yet it's like, oh, here's a perfectly upstanding human being that nothing's going to happen to. The media doesn't talk about it. Uh, they pretend like it's not a thing. Like, you know, China doesn't give a billion dollar investment to crackheads. It's just not in their business model. There are many things. They're not that stupid unless they're buying someone, which of That's course right. they That's were. Right. Now you have the That's wire right. transfers. You have the transfers to the his siblings and other family members and the ex-girlfriend and the brother's wife who was also his mistress. And it, it's like, no, this is all perfectly, they're all international business people, even the grandchildren, you know, like they, they, None of them are. I mean, including Hunter was ever international business. Person. He wasn't barely a business person. He was an incompetent. And yet millions of dollars. You have the receipts. Nothing's going on. Yeah, and we have thousands of emails now, some of which we've seen and some of which we haven't seen yet, between Hunter Biden, his business partners, and Joe Biden. Some of them are Joe yeah. Biden was using an alias, right? So there is a lot here. You know, uh, they, they, you know, uh, Comer and Jordan are going to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress. And then I expect the DOJ, which, you know, this is the big problem. This is the issue with it. It's going to be up <laughs> the, to the DOJ. The, the Department of Injustice? It. Yeah. It, right. it, we know who they work for, right? The yeah. DOJ. And it, are they going to do anything? Are they going to treat him like they would treat me or you or anybody else uh, that, that, that's their political adversary? No, they probably won't. They're going to cover for him like they've been doing for three years. But, uh, you know, I, I, I tell you over and over, Don, I hate to say this, but, you know, I, so many times, but I don't know the answer to any of these problems that we're having right now, except for to get him out of the White House and to get Donald Trump back into the White House. Because until Trump gets back in the White House, no one is going to do anything about reforming our weaponized government yeah. and, and cleaning up our corrupt White House. Yeah, I, I guess you just actually brought up a really important point, right? Because it's not just about Hunter Biden. I, I probably take that one a little bit more personally, only because I know what they wanted to do to me. You know, jail for life, possibly death penalty. And that's not me saying that. That's like the head of the Intelligence Committee at the time. And, you know, so, you know, maybe I'm like, hey, you know, I'd like a little bit of that treatment for the other guys, that, you know, who, who are actually corrupt, who actually do these things. But the corruption is ultimately... It's about Joe Biden. I mean, you, you said it. I mean, he used emails, uh, aliases to communicate with Hunter's business partners, right? But but he said oh, we, he doesn't know anything about it. He doesn't know the people. He, well, why did he send, e what was it, 80,000 emails? Like, I don't know that I've sent 80,000 emails in the last five years. He did it while right. vice president, not, I mean, supposed to be doing other things. You know, that job probably entails a few things. Uh, you know, we know he was in the meetings. He's sending that many emails. You know, he's inextricably linked. Uh, he's just been lying about it. You know, what, yeah, what, do, you, what do you see as the path towards or forward towards impeachment uh, as it relates to that? Because, 
you know, that link is real and it's not going away. And, you know, MSNBC can say there's no evidence, but like the, the evidence is literally him sending emails and aliases and all linked back to him and the wires coming back to his house. And the evidence right. is pretty conclusive. It, it, it's totally conclusive to me. I would vote to impeach him today if we if we get it on the floor and we'd vote. I would vote on it without hesitation. I'd feel completely confident in doing so because I believe there's tons of evidence already exists enough to impeach him. You know, uh, the uh, Ways and Means Committee, the Judiciary and Oversight, those three committees are coming after him right now. They're trying their best to get documents. They're being blocked because a lot of the, the document release is being blocked by the White House and by the Department of Justice and by all the other elements of the executive office of the president where they're, they're, they're obstructing and keeping these documents from being released. But some of them are coming out anyways, and we're getting some of this information regardless. But, you know, uh, you know, we, we, we just found out the other day, last week we found out that uh, – that Joe Biden may have actually participated in his contempt of Congress and is going up there and refusing to, to, to testify or, you know, to be uh, deposed by uh, Congress, his deposition, to give his deposition. We found out from his press secretary uh, that, that Biden knew about his, knew what he was going to say before he went up into the, you know, this, the Senate steps and said he wasn't going to, he wasn't, he wasn't going to talk to Congress. Right. Yeah. And uh, if, if that's the case, that alone, I mean, if that were, if that were you and your father and that same thing happened, they would be losing their freaking minds right now saying that, you know, President President Trump had, uh, you know, uh, was complicit in contempt and obstruction of justice uh, because he, he, he was he's part of this process where his son is refusing to, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to speak to Congress. Uh, and we, it, it would just it would be unbelievable how different the narrative would be right now. But I think there's plenty of stuff out there, more than enough stuff out there already to, to impeach him, to impeach him any any time that we that, that this process comes to the floor. I'm ready to do it tomorrow. Well, what about you, you, one of your colleagues, uh, moron from California, Eric Swalwell? I think I thought I was I read something. He was working with Hunter Biden to, like, figure out what to say and how to avoid a congressional subpoena. I mean, how can you be in Congress actively aiding and abetting uh, someone who's supposed to be a witness to be deposed before Congress? Again, I know the rules don't apply the same way to Democrats as they would to Republicans. But if there are Republicans helping me figure out how to avoid my testimony. We'd know about it. It'd be a real problem. They'd actually face consequences. Is, is anything that ever happened to Swalwell as well? I don't know. I was shocked. I was. I, I thought it was so funny when I saw him get out of the car whenever Hunter walked over to the steps of the Senate and Eric Swalwell got out of the car and was with him. I thought, how appropriate is that? we got the one member of Congress that's the biggest national security threat that we have in yeah. Congress uh, accompanying him, you know, to, to make this statement. It's crazy. I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah. I mean, just so you guys know, two it, bigger idiots. Yeah. for those who don't know who are watching, Eric Swalwell was sleeping with a Chinese spy. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, this is one of the, the biggest Russia hoax stirs uh, of, you know, of the, uh, of my father's presidency. One of the most vocal and he was sleeping with a Chinese spy while on an, uh, and he's on an, an intelligence, intelligence committee. Like it's, it's mind blowing to me. Now he also shat himself practically on television one time. So, you know, I, I, the Chinese probably didn't get much out of this idiot, but like, but it's shocking that these guys and this cast of characters are the people out there, you know, uh, running cover for Hunter Biden, which is ultimately cover for Joe Biden. Yeah. It's, it's comical to see the people that he surrounded himself with, uh, it's just you couldn't you couldn't pick a better uh, you know a better setting for him to do this in. Uh, I don't know if anything's going to happen. I don't know. Uh, Swalwell's the one that sponsored him that day that got him onto the steps of the Capitol so that he could you know uh, 
uh, end up, uh, you know, in contempt of Congress. No, so, so that uh, he could, I, so that he could play victim is what he. I mean, yeah, you right. know, again, like like everything else, right? It, oh no, well, you know, I'm I'm the victim here. You know, I can take out you know a million dollars for you know hookers and crack and drugs or whatever I'm doing, but I'm not going to pay child support. But I'm the victim. I mean, he's the first 50 year old baby in the history of the United mm. States. Uh, you know, and it's amazing. And again, I take it more personally because I saw how they treated me as the son of a president, but I, I took my stuff like a man. I went in there. I did that. I, I fought back. I, you know, he's hiding behind every, no, we got to leave the children of presidents alone. It's like, that's weird. I don't, <laughs> I'm, I must've been absent when that memo went out when I was in a, a similar position, although a similar position I didn't put myself in, but you know, one that was entirely made up and orchestrated by Hillary Clinton and the Democrats. Yeah, I do know that there's been an effort to get all of the emails associated with his trip up there between him and his father, between White House counsel and him, between, uh, you know, uh, his lawyers and White House counsel and who knew what on his uh, when he went up there and he, and he basically, uh, you know, on the steps of the uh, Senate said he was not going to talk to Congress. And, you know, ultimately he was in contempt of Congress. And if the, if, if the White House was facilitating this, if Eric Swalwell was facilitating this as a member of Congress, then they need to be held accountable as well, because that's against the law. Right. And yeah. uh well, one, maybe one day, uh, Ronnie, maybe one day we can actually hope that the laws will actually be applied and administered equally uh, across the political spectrum. But right now we don't live in that world. No, we don't. And I said, like I said, we won't live in that world again until we get president back in and we get this place cleaned up. And this is one of the reasons why I'm such a strong supporter and a massive advocate for getting your father back into the White House, because I know there are horrible uh, things that need to be done to this to, to this administration, to the executive office of the president, whether it's DOJ or Department of State or Department of Defense or whatever it is. There's there are a lot of really painful, difficult things that most people will not have the guts and the balls to do that have to be done to get this country back. And I know your father is the only man I know of that, 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 that will do it, that will do what needs to be done. There are a lot of people that will say they'll do it, but when they get in there, they won't do what they say they're going to do yeah. because there will be incredible political pressures not to do it. He's the one person we can count on that will do it regardless of what political pressures are imposed upon him once he gets back in office. He will do it, and we have to have it done or we will never get our country back. Yeah, we, we've seen far too much of that, unfortunately. But like, you know, I guess, you know, in other areas, obviously, our military, you were an admiral in the Navy. You're on the House Armed Services Committee. How's our military doing under Joe Biden? I mean, beyond beyond just the recruitment crisis. And I think we all understand why that is. I mean, I don't think you know anyone wants to go serve under a trans admiral, at least not people who would be actually willing to fight for our country. We see, you know, the, the nonsense that's being pushed every day. But, you know, are, are we actually ready uh, to fight China if we needed to right now, if they moved into Taiwan. I mean, you know, we, we seem to have endless billions for Ukraine, but it seems like we've also depleted our ability to do what we've told our friends and allies we would do uh, in the event of a further world escalation. No, we're not ready. I mean, we're not ready because we spent the last three years of the Biden administration focusing on identity politics and gender issues and, you know, and, and all these all this other garbage that they put out there. Uh, we have not been focusing on fighting wars and being prepared to fight wars. And we may be in a situation here pretty soon where we're in the middle of a, a conflict in the Middle East. We're dealing with what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. And then we have a, a war in the Indo-Pacific with China and Taiwan. And who knows who knows how that's going to play out. But it's not it's going to be a big deal. We could be in that situation. We are not 
ready for that. And we're not ready for that because Joe Biden has weakened this military. I'll tell you, Don, the men and the women that are on the ground, that are doing the job, uh, the junior officers and the enlisted in our military are some of the best people in the world. They're hardworking. They're motivated. Uh, they, they, are, they are in this for, for the right reasons, and they are ready to fight the fight, and, and we should be proud of them. But our leadership in the military, the flag and the general officers that we currently have right now, that, the, that started in the Obama administration during the eight years of the Obama administration where they were vetting these people for their political beliefs and getting rid of the people that were conservative by nature, letting them time out and not promoting them and having them move on and moving these people that are the far left, these progressive uh, these people, these progressive ideologies, moving them into uh, into powerful positions of leadership, making the you know the 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 one stars two stars and the two stars three stars, and moving them on up, and you know chairman of the Joint Chief, and you know and and Lloyd Austin and people like this that they put in these positions, they they have they have they're ruining our military, they're destroying our military. Our, our adversaries do not fear us anymore. They think we're yeah. a freaking joke. I mean, look at what's happening every single day in the Middle East. They are attacking Iran, and Iranian proxies are attacking U.S. troops in Syria, in Iran, in the Red Sea, every single day. We've had hundreds and hundreds of attacks. We've had service members that have been critically injured. We've had damage to U.S. Uh, facilities and U.S. ships, and we're doing nothing about it, nothing. Joe Biden has made the U.S. military a joke around the world because of his feckless leadership. He's a commander-in-chief, and leadership starts at the top, and we have no commander-in-chief right now. We don't have a leader. We have a weak, demented old man that's being controlled by who knows who in D.C. running our military, being controlled by people who, who, who would just as soon see us defeated uh, as, as anything else. Th this is a, a huge problem right now, and we've got to get our military back, and, 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 and we, 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 we've got to get a new commander-in-chief. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems bad. And, you know, I, I, I won't get into the details, obviously, but I, you know, I know you have lots of friends and family that are also still serving and that are out there. And so you, you see this from people who are actually on the ground doing real stuff, not not the bureaucratic right. nonsense. And so, uh, you know, that, that scares me. Right. Because, I mean, we, we do have a country to defend, but it seems like we're we're far more willing to defend uh, countries of uh, the borders and such of countries that were not even really allies. They were you know, Ukraine right. as one of the most corrupt nations anywhere in the world, not a part of NATO, contrary to the revisionist history of what everyone in the media pretends to talk about. Like there's some sort of great ally of ours all of a sudden. Like they're not. They never were. They never paid in. They were a corrupt and broken nation. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll fight for them and we'll send missiles for God knows end. And we probably have boots on the ground that, uh, you know, I know that whistleblower that called it out on that one, he, you know, he, he's probably in a cell. He'll never be heard from again because we're probably fighting more than just the proxy war. Um, and yet yeah. it continues and we, we can't defend our own borders, or our own people. We can't defend our own borders, and we're and we're not preparing for that big fight I was talking about, Don, with our with the military that we need. You know what? This this last year, our, the interest on our loan exceeded our defense budget. We spend more money on interest on our national debt than we do on our defense budget now. Yeah. And then we're going to go and give billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine right now. By the way, this just so we understand crazy. where most yeah. of that money goes, most of that interest is given to China, who we then yeah. borrow more money from to give to Ukraine. To keep fighting, I mean, we're borrowing money from China to give to Ukraine, and then we're paying interest on it in perpetuity while depleting our military. I mean, literally, if you were China, there's no better scenario in the world. Your biggest enemy is borrowing money for you to give to a lost cause 
that doesn't benefit them at all, that you'll saddle them with more debt that will make it impossible for them to upkeep their military for the inevitable conflict. In t- like, it's lunacy to me. Like, well, I mean, Don, they've, if- been par- they've been preparing for this for a really long time, and look at what they've been doing inside of our universities and stuff, turning yeah. the, our American youth against our country, right? Yeah. That's a big part of it, too. All they needed to make their plan work, and you see it playing out before our very eyes, was they needed the right idiot in the White House to make it possible. Now they've got this moron in the White House, the one that they needed all along, and now it's happening. It's happening to us as we see. Well, so you, you you alluded to the universities. I guess that's a, that's an important one as well. I mean, last the last month we've seen you know my alma mater at Penn and Harvard and MIT just I mean disgusting displays. But you also saw that you were sort of exposed to the house of cards of you know diversity, equity, and inclusion, and people who are put into positions of power only because they check some boxes, not because they're actually good academics. But you know, as, as a physician. Uh, can you talk about the dangers of, you know, really, you know, woke medicine? Uh, you know, what, what, what's going on there? What concerns do you have in the direction of some of our medical schools and how it's impacting, you know, the doctor-patient relationship? It feels like I read a story every day about, well, they're changing the rules of how things are governed. Residencies are different and or residencies have to be supplemented because, you know, XYZ students probably didn't belong in medical school in the first place, but were put there because they checked some boxes, but now they can't hack it. And if we don't get them through because they can't hack it, it's somehow racism. And again, the fragile house of cards that is diversity, equity, and inclusion comes tumbling down. You know, what, what, what do you see going on there you know, in, in woke medicine? Because that's scary, man. It's like, it's like when they try doing you know, the woke pilot thing. It's like, I don't know, man. I just, I don't care if my pilots are all minority. I don't care if they're green, blue, or purple. I could care less. I want the best damn pilot. Same with my doctor, maybe more. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I'm a pilot myself, so like, worst case scenario, I could probably get on the plane and land, you know, land something I'm not even rated in. Like, fine. Uh, doctor's a little bit different. I'm not operating on myself. Yeah, you know, it, it's going to be terrifying to see where we're at in, you know, 15, 20 years from now, and you go into a hospital somewhere and you need a, a surgery done or something. Who's going to be taking care of you? I don't know. I'm, I'm genuinely worried about it. I'm seeing stuff that's out there now. There's articles being published and stuff about how this uh, whole DEI and this identity politics and everything that they're using uh, to, uh, to decide who gets to go to medical school. Uh, it's all race-based. How it's, it, it's, it's, it's destroying the quality of the medical care that we're going to get in this country. And it's only going to get worse because, you know, used to, uh, there were certain things that really mattered. You know, your work ethic, right? Uh, your baseline intelligence, uh, you know, your academic performance. Uh, you know, your, Ronnie, your how dare you bring baseline intelligence into a conversation about someone who may have to cut you open. I mean, that should not be a contributing factor. Uh, The victimization of someone in their lineage hundreds of years ago should actually matter much more than baseline intelligence. At least that's what I'm told. Yeah, I mean, and you can see they're changing all the standards to make this possible because, uh, you know, they, they, they can't look at any of the objective data that they've been able to look at before and continue uh, to push uh, the, the certain population that they want to see dominate everything that we do, whether it's, you know, any job you can think of or medicine. And, you know, you see already, like I saw the other day, like, you know, Harvard University, they're going to get rid of SAT and ACT scores. They don't want to do that anymore, right? Uh, I saw, you know, that uh, I, I was talking to a Coast Guard recruiter the other day, and they were talking about... Uh, you know, I was I was interested in in their process for selecting officers that you know come into their officer candidate program from schools outside, and they said that they've started a new process now 
They take people that have graduated from college, but they no longer want to know what your GPA is. That's not going to be part of the competitive process anymore. As long as you, quote, graduated, that's good enough for them. They don't really care what your GPA was. Yeah, but you don't so have to be proficient in math or reading to graduate anymore because they've gotten rid of those, exactly. bio, those baselines because that, too, would be considered racist by them. So, you know, where, where does the vicious cycle end with this? Other than well, a really bad place right now because, you know, no one would be competent. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get to a point where bad things are going to start happening because of this, and it's going to take decades to turn it around because you can't just walk out, you know, uh, replace uh, physicians and airline pilots and things of that nature that require years and years of training. And we're going to be in a position where uh, we, we're going to be – It's all based on this identity politics, this DEI, uh, this social justice, uh, this equity and all this garbage that they've been pushing down our throats uh, for the last three years in the Biden administration. It's It's got to stop. It started in the Obama administration, I'll be honest with you. Everything that happened there for eight years was based on identity politics, straight versus gay, rich versus poor, man versus woman, uh, you know, uh, gay versus straight, it, whatever it was. They tried to make all of us feel like we were persecuted minority and turn on each other and in the process prop up uh, you know some of these other uh, minority or what they consider to be uh, these uh, these groups that that needed needed their help uh, and it's just not the way it's supposed to work there's a there's a lot of jobs out there uh, that you you really need to know what you're doing in order to do the job there's some that you can get out there's certain jobs out there that you could probably be, you know, 50, 75 percent and still make it through. But, you know, being a physician, being a surgeon, uh, you know, you know, being an air traffic controller or, or a pilot or things of that nature. We need those people to be the best of the best. We need them to be 100 percent. We need them to be really good at what they do. We need them to be smart and capable. And we're not selecting for those people anymore, whether it's uh, the people that were selecting in the military or the people were selecting in the civilian sector or in, in academics all across the board. Uh, the standards have been completely uh, diminished and removed so that we can put, uh, so that we can continue to prop up this DEI uh, equity movement. So, you know, I want, I want to turn a little bit to like the Jack Smith investigation of my father. And the, the latest is he's now trying to stop my father I mean, from induce, from introducing basic evidence like, you know, obviously, you know, the collusion with, uh, you know, upper echelons of the DOJ and the Biden administration, but even to stop introducing evidence of the January 6th security failures and whether that's, you know, clearly the FBI being uh, in the crowd and wanting to hide the, the video evidence and the exculpatory evidence, but preventing basic evidence from being introduced so that they can, you know, push through their narrative. Well, you know, what do you think is going on with there? And do, do the American people see through that nonsense already? I mean, you know, I think they're starting to see it even, even the most, you know, vocal, you know, January 6th was the worst, you know, it was worse than Pearl Harbor. Like, oh, wait, there was exploratory evidence and we didn't show it. I mean, even the most hardened liberal Democrat that doesn't really care about law, but care, you know, is fine with the means as long as they justify the ends. Uh, is probably starting to wonder, like, wait a second, uh, the FBI was in there in mass. They don't want the videos out there released because it would expose too many undercover agents. Like, well, if there were undercover agents there, why did they allow the, quote, you know, insurrection to happen? It's almost amazing. It's almost as though they wanted it to happen. But, you know, what do you think about what's going on with Jack Smith and, and all of that insanity right now? Because that 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 to me is getting... Uh, it's getting draconian. It's getting dystopian, uh, where you can't introduce evidence uh, anymore that would clearly show what anyone with a brain sees is going on. 
Yeah, well, I think that uh, it's it, it, it's pretty revealing just the simple fact that he's so terrified that this evidence is going to be released because it, it's evidence and he knows it's going to completely undermine his case. Right. And so he's doing everything he can to stop it. Uh, if he if, if he's on the up and up and he thinks he's got a good case, he shouldn't care what evidence the Trump team brings forward. It should be irrelevant you know, to the to the jury or he should be able to explain it away. But he knows he can't because this is real stuff that will sway a jury because it's evidence that, you know, what he's saying is not actually what happened, right? And so he'll do anything he can. And just like you said, this is Soviet era stuff, right? This is the yeah. Soviet Union type of stuff where you are basically trying to jail your political opponents. I mean, that's what we're seeing here. You know, I saw an article that was written last week, something about, uh, you know, Donald J. Trump, you know, uh, Jack Smith and, and the DOJ is making Donald J. Trump the uh, Nelson Mandela of America, right? Where they locked up Nelson Mandela for years because he was a political adversary and, you know, tried to keep him quiet by, you know, that's that's essentially what they want to do to Donald Trump. They want to lock him up and put him away where he cannot be, you know, a a threat to them anymore. And the only reason he's a threat to them is because he has overwhelming support from the American people who are tired of the garbage that the Biden administration has been forcing upon us. Most importantly, the weaponization of government, right, which has gotten completely out of control and should scare the crap out of every American, whether you're Republican or Democrat. This should terrify you, right? Because I don't care. You you can be the most progressive person out there and you can hate Donald Trump and you can be cheering on Jack Smith, hoping that Donald Trump goes to jail. You mock my word. This will come back to haunt you someday. Someday you will be the one that's on the receiving end of this political persecution and the weaponization of your own government against you. Everyone should be terrified and everyone should speak out against this. Yeah, I mean, I think you recently said the effort to kick my father off the ballot was what the last days look like. I mean, yeah. is this election the last chance to save our country? I, Don, I, I, you, people say this all the time. You know, you hear politicians say all the time, this is the most important election of our lifetime. I've even said it previously, right? But I 100% believe, and I think most Americans are starting to realize this is the most important election of our lifetime. If we do not get Joe Biden and the Democrats and the progressive wing of the Democrats out of our government and out of this White House and get Donald Trump back in the White House, I don't know if we recover. I honestly don't know. If you look at the damage that he's done to this country over the last two to three years, things that I would have thought would have taken decades to do if they could ever even be achieved in a place like the United States of America, which I would have questioned to start with. If you could even do these things, which he's done now, I would have told you it would have taken decades to get here. It's happened in two to three years he's done this. We cannot, we, we cannot, uh, you know, we cannot stand another year of this administration and another four years beyond that. This country will not be recognizable. We will never get it back. So, yeah, I think this is it. People better go to the polls and they better take this serious. They better go out in droves and vote against the Biden administration and vote for President Trump to get back into the White House and vote for us to get the Senate back and vote for us to keep the House. Because if we don't do something this election cycle, we are done. So what what issues do you find Republicans are actually winning on right now? And where do we still have work to do? Well, we're winning right now as far as just like exposing stuff. That's about all we have. That's, yeah. that's really the only tool in our toolbox. Yeah, with right a three now. seat because, majority about to yeah. be less like, yeah, yeah. I guess two now, whatever it is. But yeah, it's it's pretty weak. 
And even, even if we stay together and we get something passed out of the house, it goes to the Senate and it just dies over there. It just sits in the Senate and dies. And it by, you know, if, if, if for some reason it were to make it out of the Senate, then it goes to the White House, to the president, and he vetoes it. So we can't, we, we can't push meaningful legislation right now, only controlling a small majority in just the House of Representatives. We need the Senate. We need the White House back. But the one thing you see that's made a big difference right now, and the one reason we're having a conversation and all the topics that we've been discussing today is that we have oversight. We have oversight in the House, and we've been using that oversight authority to shine the light on the corrupt Biden administration and the stuff that's going on right now. You can, I can, Don, I don't even want to imagine what this place would look like right now if the Democrats had kept the House of Representatives in the last election cycle and none of this oversight that's going on in, uh, in, in uh, Ways and Means and in uh, Oversight Committee and in Judiciary right now that's exposing all of this stuff. If none of that were happening, we, I, it, it would be a disaster for this country. So I think the Republicans, that's the one thing that we've done that's helping right now is exposing the corruption and exposing who Biden and the Biden family really are. Well, no, I appreciate it, man. And I, I appreciate everything that you're doing in there. So uh, guys, make sure to check out Congressman Ronnie Jackson, uh, support him in his campaigns. Uh, really appreciate what you're doing there, man. Really, it, you're do, doing an awesome job and it, you're always a, a good voice on this show because you're one of the few guys that'll actually say what's really going on and you don't, you don't pull any punches. So we really appreciate it, but great seeing you. Thank you, Don. I appreciate you having me. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. Guys, thanks so much for checking it out. I think that was a great conversation, as always, with Dr. Ronnie. And before we go, we got to make sure you guys are liking, sharing, and subscribing. Hit the button right here. I said it in the intro. Okay, I'm watching you. I see who's watching. I see who's liking. I'm sure the trolls aren't going to like everyone else. Hit the like button so we can get this message out. We can beat the algorithm. Also, if you get your podcast in another format, we're on Spotify. We're on iTunes podcast. So check us out there as well. If you're traveling a lot or if you're on the road or whatever it may be in your car, uh, you can listen in that way and we'll download it shortly after this show goes up here live on Rumble. Also, guys, make sure to check out our incredible sponsors. Go to Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. You got to support the companies who support you, and these guys do that. They give back a portion of every dollar earned to the causes that you believe in. You get the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. You get to keep your cell phone. You keep your number. You can get free activation. But more importantly, guys, these guys are fighting the battles we believe in. They donate a portion of every dollar to support groups that fight for the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, sanctity of life, protecting our brave police responders uh, and first responders. They're in the school board battles uh, in their home state in Texas, and they'll probably expand on that a little bit in the future. So again, you keep your number, okay? You keep your phone. You get free activation by going to patriotmobile.com slash triggered. That's patriotmobile.com slash triggered. And you can have a company that supports the causes that you believe in, or you can keep giving your hard-earned dollars to companies who hate your guts and are going to be taking your hard-earned money and using it against you. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Patriotmobile.com slash triggered. Also, guys, check out The Wellness Company, a leading provider in emergency medical kits. Right, They have a kit with an instruction manual that when the stuff goes down, you can take care of your family and be prepared. 
You got eight life-saving medications in there. You have a total guidebook to use it. We've seen what happens at lines, in crises, uh, the high costs, the insanity that goes on. So take control of your family's health needs by going to twc.health/triggered to get 15% off their emergency medical kit. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Go to TWC, like the wellness company, twc.health slash triggered. Check it out. Be prepared. Stay safe because you never know what's coming next. Guys, you're the best. Thanks a lot. And we'll see you in a couple of days.